0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. With huge pressure on our governments, federal and state, to plot a grand plan to emerge from the current recession, all eyes appear to be on business, creating jobs and a restoration of confidence to support the economy. Well, let's get some insights today into what might lie ahead, especially for those who are finding things tough right now. And what role would the local church have in all of that? There's likely to be real pressures on business and therefore on jobs. But where does that leave the ordinary worker that's taken a hit in the current financial crunch? Let's talk through some of these issues today. Rosie Kendall is CEO of Christians Against Poverty offering a lifeline to people who are trapped in debt. Rosie, welcome along.
1: Hello, thank you, Neil. Uh,
0: Rosie, we're headed for tough times. How long do you think the financial crunch that we're heading for is going to last?
1: Look, Neil, I think that most of us are guessing and we don't, don't really know, but I certainly know from a. The industry and um, from the clients that we have contact with we're probably yet to see the worst of it so I think that we're expecting come October, November, December as these stimulus packages kind of um, unravel or stop and um, that we're going to see a much bigger influx of people needing help and I think that you know that isn't going to be a two or three month problem but that's going to be something as a as a nation, we're going to be stepping through for the next few years and it needs to be something, I think, as the church, we need to be positioning ourselves towards and um, how are we going to be salt and light? How are we going to be a place that offers hope into this um, financial and economic problem and situation and how do we become part of the solution and rebuilding towards um, people people living um, a life that isn't destitute or... Um, Yeah, in
0: financial distress. I suspect there's a little bit of a a light globe moment happening right now for some listeners, uh, thinking when we watch the news and we're thinking, oh, well, the Prime Minister's making another comment about how they're positioning themselves, uh, say, for the end of September and how they're going to move uh, into uh, support for the Australian economy. But The light globe moment that is there for us now is what are we doing as Christians to prepare for when the crunch comes and there are an awful lot more people in financial distress at the end of the current welfare net uh, that is going to run out and people are going to find themselves very quickly looking for help because things are tough. So for Christians looking ahead and preparing ourselves now, this is a very important thing to be thinking about, Rosie.
1: I think so, <laughs> um, and you put that really well. I think that it can be really tempting to, to look at the government and to look at, you know, what, what's going on and who's going to be the answer. And actually, I think as the the church, the vision that Jesus set out for us to be is to be the hope of the world, and the the vision is that the church would be not. Um, part of, but actually leading the way towards um, a nation flourishing, to be the ones right at the forefront of being um, towards social um, transformation and seeing people's lives changed and transformed and bringing hope and light. And therefore, when we look at the economic situation, when we look at the individual stories of financial distress that inevitably are going to be unfolding, I think that why shouldn't we as the church be moving towards that and saying well what is the role that god wants us to play in the rebuilding of that hope across the nation i think that that should be something that stirs all of us and it should be something that gives us all a hope and a vision for our church um, of australia over these next coming weeks months years as we move towards something that we could really make a difference then.
0: Well, you know, we often will talk about the idea that we're headed for a new normal. And what does the new normal look like? It doesn't look like it was before. What you're saying here, what I can hear in your heartbeat, is this is an opportunity for the church to be prepared now to do a bit of preparation, get some things in place so that when there is a crunch that hits either people within your congregation Or people in your broader, wider community who've always looked at the church and sort of with a little bit of scorn and said, uh, what value is the church? But when there's a church that can help you get out of debt, there's huge value there. Uh, So this idea of getting prepared, it's something you've got to think about right now.
1: I think so. I think that if we're going to be ahead of that curve and we're going to be part of the change, I think it's something that the church needs to be preparing for in these next few few months to six months to thinking, well, how are we set up to be part of that solution? How can we prepare the same as we described earlier, the government are preparing for that? Actually... Um, I think it's right that the church would be asking themselves, well, how do we prepare to be part of that solution? And what is the vision for our church to be part of that? I think we'll probably all have different roles to play and it won't all look the same and um, we all are in different communities and different communities are being um, hit in different ways but I think it's an important question to ask ourselves and then prepare ourselves. How? What practical tools do we need? How do we make sure that we are positioned to be able to help and offer wisdom to people um, who inevitably are going to be feeling the financial distress and how great would it be 12 months down the line, two years down the line, for people to be starting looking around saying, wow, this church is making a difference in my community. I was at um, a friend's house the other day and they told me that they'd been helped by the church to gain wisdom their finances that would be a great story to be part
0: of you know as I reflect over many years in church life uh, churches don't have a welfare mindset in the sense of we're always going to be relying on welfare from the government to survive churches are often talking about how you can be successful how you can prosper in whatever you put your hands to when you apply the wisdom of God. There's a certain sense here in which uh, the current circumstance with the government looking after us financially creates something of a welfare mindset. When that ends and the pressure's on, then there are real challenges. What are your thoughts for what people in church life need to have as a a mindset about the current financial situation in our nation?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think that we... Very, very blessed to live in a country where we have had economic stimuluses and we do have a government that is moving towards those issues. But I think that that needs to be partnered with and within an, um, an environment in which us as a church, again, are leading the way. One of the things that, um, as a mindset that the church have, is generosity. And often you don't see that in many other places And it's something, again, that we can, that's maybe totally different about our mindset is that we um, put others before ourselves, that we are able to be generous even when we don't have much ourselves. And so I think that as we move towards this problem, um, I think that the mindset that the church needs to have is that of generosity and service and action and and looking at where can we be generous of our time where can we be generous of our resources to be part of the rebuilding of um, the, the fabric of our well-being as a society and I think that um, as we move towards that well-being I think that when the church is involved with that we're actually able to start asking ourselves questions about the the roots of where we currently happiness comes from, maybe the Australian dream of um, owning our own home and a big house and having a car and having a well-paid job are, are are actually not what we're all striving for. Maybe it's something different, a life of generosity, a life of service to others, a life of contentment, a life that is um, happy whether we have a lot or a little and we have family and friends and community and good relationships. And maybe if we were able to model community really, really well, we'd be able to start teaching society um, a a better way and what, the real kind of good life actually looks like.
0: Uh, There's a certain sense too, isn't there, that in church life we discover there's a certain entrepreneurial pursuit in so many churches where people are inclined to have a go because they've got some level of confidence, confidence in God and oftentimes Mm. confidence in these Christian biblical principles. Of course, it's not going to be all that easy to start your own business, but... That may be an option for some because if your work has run out but you've got some skills, the idea of getting to start your own business, what are your thoughts around that? And I know that you you know, deal with people's debt issues but, but this idea of doing something to try and pay down debt and to get ahead, what are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, I mean I think that people need to use biblical discernment and those people around them but again we live in a a society and a nation that is full of enterprise and opportunities and full of um places that people can start new businesses and fresh ideas and and maybe you know we kind of live in an environment where that is kind of safer to do than other places I think that for most people starting out a business it feels very scary um, but maybe again within the church and gen- living in a in a, in a a community of people that can be generous towards one another and supportive of one another that it would be great to think that the church is an environment where people feel more able to um, set businesses up and take risks and work together as a collective community to to move towards and good um, new businesses as we emerge out of this, um, and it would be again another you know real vision for a church to get get behind, um, seeing more Christians in business and seeing Christians and um, providing good workplaces with um, good work culture and places where people can thrive rather than working in an environment where people are taken advantage of or treated badly. There's there's all sorts of vision that people could be grasping during this time for how they might help Australia um, recover.
0: Rosie, Christians Against Poverty, you're working with local churches and you've got a reach all around Australia and different communities are going to have different needs. But Mm. all of these different dimensions, whether it's just controlling your finances or getting debt down uh, or just getting back on your feet because those Christian, biblical, those encouragements that we receive that give us confidence in God, uh, are these all are part of the sort of courses that you have and the sort of people that you'd like to be coaches of, of people who are going through tough times. How do you see that?
1: Well, I think that for anyone that maybe is listening to this, they thinking, well, I could really make a difference. I would say, yes, you really, really can. And There are going to be people that need coaching. There are many people that, that need someone to be able to sit alongside them and put a budget together and to bring a biblical basis with truth and life and offer that in a way that is practical and that's what CAP does is um, hopefully give people the training and the tools to be able to do that. And so if you're listening to this and you think that's something that I would like to be involved in, then I would encourage you to get in touch with us. We've got some really um, great training tools. We've just moved all of that to being online through COVID-19, so they're accessible and you would be able to access those straight away and get on board with training and getting ready. those people that are going to be feeling the financial distress in the coming weeks and months and years as we, as we track through this
0: crisis. I suspect the sort of person that would do so well to be one of your coaches, uh, part of a local church in a community, and you could be anywhere, and not only that you might have some level of great financial wisdom to be able to offer, to be able to support people through their challenges. But this idea of encourage them, and uh, it may be in business or in the sort of ethics that you have to have in the community. But there's another dimension just dawned on me as you're talking about the sort of person who might, might make a great coach. The idea of being at times when you need a shoulder to cry on, and uh, and that sometimes is for people an emotional release that's necessary and you don't feel like you can do that in the office of some sort of financial advisor but but certainly in a local church situation sometimes tears may actually be a very important part have you seen this over the years rosie
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, our finances are very emotive, aren't they? I mean, for all of us, we we know what it feels like when we um, feel unstable financially. It can be um, very emotional. And I think for people facing financial um, crisis or distress or they feel stuck because of their financial situation it can be very worrying. It can be very um, distressing. People will um, often feel overwhelmed but actually having someone to share that with is normally or often the thing that changes that situation, just sharing it. It doesn't mean that the situation automatically changes or transforms overnight. It doesn't mean that there's always a quick fix but often a problem shared and prayed through and someone to encourage, offer words of truth and wisdom, are the things that can really, really help? And sometimes we underestimate those things. Sometimes what people really need when they're in financial difficulty is just to believe that they can get through the other side. And we all know through the relationships that we hold, having someone who believes that there is a future... Having someone that comes alongside us and sees the hope that maybe we can't yet believe and speaks that truth out and encourages us towards that is transformational you know it's not just a small thing that's a huge thing but to the person giving it it often feels like quite a small thing all i've done is pray all i've done is offer a bit of encouragement but it can be totally transformation um, to to the person seeking
0: help rosie we started talking in this segment about christians uh, positioning themselves and churches uh, being prepared to do perhaps something even in in a more official Uh, basis of positioning because there's going to be needs in the community that you might not have seen in your community for a very long time. Let me point people to the website to get some more information about Christians Against Poverty and with a reach all over Australia, and your desire, Rosie, to be in connection with churches and with individuals in communities everywhere, whether they be the big cities or the regional centres or the outback towns. Uh, you've got a helpline that you offer, double two seven 227 000. You can get advice and you can work with churches to help. There's your CAP Money course, a relational course that has a coach and takes those who are struggling right now through the content. And then you've got your CAP Debt Help. So you've got these focused things. Uh, for those who would like to connect with Christians Against Poverty, let me give the website, capost.org. That's C-A-P, stands for Christians Against Poverty, OST, short for Australia, capost.org. And Rosie Kendall is CEO of Christians Against Poverty. Rosie, thanks so much for the update and the encouragement to be prepared and be ready today on 2020.
1: Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.